Welcome to The Working Therapist with Hayden Bolick, a podcast designed to help you grow more, do more, and be more as a therapist. The Working Therapist is an extension of the Pediatric Developmental Therapy Network. We're glad you've joined us for today's podcast. So here's your host, Hayden Bolick. Welcome, everybody, to today's episode of The Working Therapist. I'm Hayden Bolick, and today we're so fortunate. We got Kirsty Miles and Michelle Smith. So, Kirsty, why don't you introduce yourself first and then Michelle? Uh, Kirsty Miles, I'm a physical therapist out in the Southern Pines area. I am the team lead over here. We have several contract sites and one office, also outreach. And also today with us, we have Michelle. My name is Michelle Smith. I'm a physical therapy assistant for pediatric developmental therapy. I work in Moore County and Richmond County, and I do center-based kids and a little outreach and outpatient. And I always say, every time I see Michelle, I always say, it's a good day when you work with Michelle. I say that every <laughs> single time, almost. Don't I? Is it? And it is. <laughs> it's always a good day when you work with Michelle. <laughs> it's, a good day when good. We, it's a good day when you work with Kirsty too, but um, I don't want to be like, poor Kirsty. I like working with you, too. Kirsty's <laughs> <laughs> um, no. like, great. Uh, I'll put this whole class together. That's what we're talking about today. You're not even talking about that. All right, so we're talking about our foot-centric class that we just did this past weekend, and it's Friday. So we just worked five days a week before the class. Then we had our class over the course of the weekend because Kirsty apparently says that's how PTs do it, which I think so. we need to change that up. And then we had more five days of work. And I'm pooped, but I'm older than both of y'all. So, so are you? Anyway, y'all, maybe y'all aren't tired. You look pretty fresh, no, but I Michelle don't. Michelle and I were both in bed early on Monday night. <laughs> like, yeah. It was a lot of learning. All right, so we just finished this foot-centric class, which really, truly, truly was. If you're going to spend a weekend learning something, you spend it learning this, because it was, I'm the speech therapist there, and I still learned something. So, Kirsty, just give us an overview. The title of the class was Children and Their Feet, Preventing Small Problems from Becoming Big Ones, presented by Pat Pondy. She is out of the Chapel Hill. Durham area. So she came to us as a host site, PDT, put on this course so that we could learn more about what we can do in our profession, working with the number of children that we do have on our caseloads and kind of learning some of the common foot deformities and how it progresses into bigger problems into adulthood. And we all learned a lot about our own feet and how we can care for them, what types of shoes that we should be wearing, and how to get some of our youngsters in earlier and properly fit them for footwear and some good things to look for as risk factors for adulthood. Yeah. Basically, my main takeaway from the first bit is I honestly don't know how any of us are walking to work in the morning because we're all eat up with something. Yes. I mean, poor Michelle, she's got, what is it you had? Uh, I found out I had Haglund's, which is basically shearing on the back of my calcaneus caused by varus in my foot. It's basically when I heel strike, I have so much instability going on that I'm supinating and then pronating back and going back and forth. It's causing some basically calcium deposits built up on the back of my heel. I had no idea that I had that, and apparently it's very severe. So, <laughs> so for the non-PT crowd, that heel strike means when you walk, right? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> you're getting all technical on us there. All right, Sorry. so heel strike. And then so basically when I looked at it, it means your feet are kind of aquatic wampus. Right. That's a good, that's <laughs> right? Great, they're kind of like, they're kind of like uh, diagonal. 
Instead of straight, yeah. when you lay it on your stomach and you put your feet in the air, mm-hmm. they looked all it's sideways. not quite in neutral. It was just like your son's, actually. Yes, um, yes, yeah, right. Yeah, the same My thing poor going kid was on. messed up, too. Mm-hmm. You and him. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but basically, you had foot stuff. <laughs> poor Kirsty. They never Kirstie could find her pair of shoes. Bless her heart. I know. No, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be getting to work every day. No, you shouldn't <laughs> be running marathons. That's for Dag, I'm sure. Nikki had, did Nikki have something? She does. She has she a does. Halix Limitus, mm-hmm. like you do. She mm, does. That sounds bad. So one day this week, because she was only able to attend the one day of the course, mm-hmm. so I showed her what we had learned with the taping and the scouring. Mm. Might have mm. sent her through the roof a little bit. She didn't think that felt so great. No, it didn't. <laughs> that did not feel good. Or, that hurt. But she had a lot more movement after after I did it. I tried to baby scour myself yesterday, like sort of wimpy. I don't think that works. But Aaron was there. So I got Aaron to sort of reteach me what scouring was. We're kind of jumping into what this class was about. But anyhow, we'll just go with it. What do I have again? Halix limitus. Yeah. So for when you have that, it means you basically can't move your big toe, right? Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk real. Michelle's fear cattywampus, and I can't move my big toe. <laughs> <laughs> right? Perfect. <laughs> and and Kirsty has, she kept saying foot feet. I mean, not foot feet. Horse, horse feet. feet. Bless your heart. So anyway, that's what she said. And uh, poor Erin, her feet were like, Pat said that she's seen 10 type of feet like Erin's in her career, and she's been doing this for 30 years, and then Erin's number 11. That's not a good list to be on. No. no, I don't, no. Did Sarah come out all right? She's got a little bit going on but she didn't she didn't make the the top of the list like we all yeah, did. <laughs> she had a little bit of the Halix limitus but mm-hmm. it wasn't too pronounced. Taping really helped her. A little bit of bunion starting to form I think on her. Yeah, but when you were measuring her feet Michelle, she had two different size feet. Remember that? Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> She's real young, so it's just a matter of time for her. <laughs> it's going to be rough. It's going it's to be like me. Like sad, bad, can't move her. Anyway, I don't know. Okay, so when you scour somebody's feet, what are you doing? It, all I know is it hurt like the devil. Well, basically, just about in anything we do as PTs, you know, in order to nourish a joint and provide fluid to the joint, and the fluid provides the nourishment through all the minerals and and everything that supplies that joint, you have to move the joint. So if you have an abnormal gait pattern, so you're walking in a different manner other than how we're supposed to walk, and you can have all kinds of compensations and deviations from the norm, you're basically trying to avoid movement of the joint. So when you go in and you distract and compress a joint, you're moving the joint to provide that fluid, provide that nourishment to the joint. And when you scour, you're basically compressing it and rotating it to provide as much nourishment in as many planes as possible to get that fluid moving in that joint, which is why you'll see more movement after that because you're breaking up any kinds of stuff in there and then getting all that fluid moving around. And we see so much movement after we do it too. Mm-hmm. It's basically like a warm-up. When you warm up, you want to get your circulation going and you know your heart rate getting up before you go to lift or go for your your marathon run or whatnot, it's in a sense the same thing where we just want more joint lubrication and circulation because you've compensated so long for not using that joint. We're just trying to make you move it and use it. Yeah, it hurts. Long story short, it didn't feel good. (laughs) So we named our people that were there, Sarah, Aaron, Michelle, Nikki, Kirsty, myself. I got an overview. What's the other types of people that came to this class? We reached out to people, but also Pat reached out to, she's got a group of followers that attended the course. I think she asked her, I said, do you have groupies? And she kind of laughed a little bit. And she said, yes. 
I think she, she does. She, she has she some does. groupies there. That she were, does. Mm-hmm. We work closely with the CDSA. So there was a therapist that I was able to get in touch with, and she came to the course and had very good feedback, felt like she learned a lot from the course. And then we also had orthotists, and there was a guy from the military that was there. He was also an orthotist that was able to bring us a different perspective, too, because obviously we're not working with men in military boots and all the stuff that they have to endure, but gave a different picture also. Well, I thought one of the things that Pat did nicely was, you know, we work with only kids here, and which, by the way, my also main takeaway for this class is kids' feet are significantly cuter and better than adult feet. But <laughs> I mean, who's really checking? But I touch a kid's foot any day 10 times over an adult foot, <laughs> so, including my own. But Anyway, that's secondary. But the other thing was, she did a nice job of, I thought, just sort of intermixing the two. Even though she deals mostly with adults, and I think she said she's a little afraid of kids, you know, but even when our little people came in, the live models and stuff, she just sort of did a nice job of, like, combining the, you know, and like, oh, okay, this is where he is now, but then this applies in the adult world to how you get here. You know, didn't you think she kind of did a good job of, like, mm-hmm. bridging all that? I mean, um, even, like, comparing yourself and your daughter mm-hmm. you know he made a comment that was like now that I have gotten to her feet you won't end up like your mom does <laughs> I know I was like so yeah. she yeah. definitely compared and I like it was that. nice you know whether you're a child or an adult I it's all she, the same feet or feet it's good to see the importance of like okay you fix them then so then they don't end up like in the case mm-hmm. of my son if he fixes stuff now versus so he won't end up broken down Me. and decrepit or whatever <laughs> <laughs> okay so Tell us a little bit about what was taught. She did a good job on that evaluation thing. Mm -hmm. Y'all did? What else? Well, we started with just a basic of drawing the lines, learning what to identify as bony landmarks so that we can start our evaluation process. And then from there, kind of going around the room to see what all the abnormalities were because we didn't really get a good comparison to normal. I don't think anything was normal in that room. Did anybody have normal? (laughs) No. No. Everybody had at least one thing. Something going on with their feet. We talked a lot about, too, once we were able to start doing the markings and the evaluation process, kind of learning what to do as far as some of the interventions go, like taping, different orthotics, different shoes, different shoe types for different types of feet, and just certain things to look for in a good shoe. And we did a lot of live demonstration, a lot of hands-on, getting on the floor with you know, one another, measuring shoe sizes, measuring foot size, also different types of taping methods for different things. So and I'm going to tell you all one thing, because I was taking pictures of some of that. So I saw one picture. Everybody's laying face down on the mat. And I'm one of those people laid face down on the mat. Well, Monday, I just started Weight Watchers. I'm like, uh-uh, no, no, no. <laughs> it was very up close and personal. Everybody, you see everybody's backside laying across that mat. I'm like, no, 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 no. That was not, I mean, no. Uh, She's a speech therapist. I know. So my <laughs> speech therapy classes, we stay on our rear ends in the class, <laughs> and we're all up in the face area. But this PT situation, y'all are, no. I'm like, no, well, I'm not going to one of those. Mm. I don't know about your program, Michelle, but I was telling Jaron that when we did labs in school, like it was the expectation that you were coming to lab in basically bike shorts and yes. a sports bra. You, like that, that was, was your normal class attire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That because was not the expectation. you need to get down to the skin. You need to see bony landmarks. You need to see everything. Mm-hmm. 
So mm. he made the comment jokingly, oh, you met your husband in grad school. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. That's cute. Yeah, you did. I did. <laughs> I like that girl in the, in the bike shorts. <laughs> yeah, y'all are way too up close and personal in situation. That was not a requirement in speech school. Nobody said wear your bike shorts in a sports bra. That's pretty much how we sat around class. I went with the flow, but I was not comfortable. But y'all were all up in there, and, he, and y'all were like, oh, yeah, great. Let me keep up the situation. And, um, and I'm like, mm, mm, mm. But I guess that's how you learn to use your own body. I mean, you have two hands. So when you're working on, like, manipulating and, and facilitating movement and stuff, you're up in people's mm-hmm. space. <laughs> I mean, I was trying to – I had an outpatient kid after school the other day who toes in a lot, and I've been already trying some of these new techniques and talking to parents about shoes and just already starting this process of all of this information I'm still trying to take in and absorb. And, you know, before you know it, it's Kirsty, Nikki, and myself on my five-year-old, and we are taking the hip and going the foot in and out, and we're, I'm trying to feel, you know, everything that I learned throughout the course, and you just have to get in there and practice and, and work on it. But it was just funny on the floor, a kid, and then there's three therapists that are messing with hips, knees, and ankles and everything. Everybody's got their shoes off. And he was fine. He just laid there, and he was fine. I was... That was good. Yeah. It's impressive for the kid. There was definitely no consideration for personal space. No. No. There was none of that was... No. That needs to be on the sign-up sheet. Personal space. Not accommodated. You know, I guess it's like you go to the shoe store. And a lot of people have the mindset that they either have a pronated foot or a supinated foot. And Pat kind of cleared that up for us. Mm. And she's like, a lot of shoe stores, they give you a shoe based on that. And they don't look at anything else. And there's so much more in depth that we need to look at to get the proper fit in a shoe. So we learned far more about arches, drawing those lines on the foot, looking at both what the heel's doing and then what the forefoot's doing. So the front of your foot and learning out what type of arch people have. And then from there, are there issues within the toes? Do you have, you know, we talked about that peace sign and spreading and what's happening to the ligaments. And we talked about curly toes when they're curling under. And what happens when you are wearing a poorly fitting shoe, you get all that friction and you get like planner's warts and the callusy buildup and how many people had all those calluses all over their feet and what that means to the fit of your shoe. So you mean you get plans work from badly fitting shoes? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. All that friction and all that rubbing. You have some open skin due to all the friction because you're not in the right kind of shoe to support you enough. Hmm. And then now you've got open skin, which is definitely concerned for germs coming in yeah. and all kinds of, you know, kids in mud and all kinds of stuff. And I think I do remember talking about that now. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. I don't I, have a planner's board. I remember I'm just talking curious. about some athlete's foot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lots of Y'all talked about fungus. Y'all talked about the things. Mm. Other common problems, we talked about horse foot a lot. So, mm-hmm. again, that goes with, like, Michelle and I both have that varus foot, that varus rear foot. So, our calcaneus is in a varus position, which just means from the top down, it kind of curves in. Um, so, then we'll hit heel strike with our heel and then come down on the lateral edge of your foot and then you clop over. So, that's why it sounds like the horse foot. Oh. So, she kept making that neighing mm-hmm. sound. So, I'm like... Notice that I have done that since I was... Like in middle school when I started running laps, you know, during athletics, my coach would always say, pick your feet up. And they would just say it's because I was lazy, but I really had to focus on it. Like heel strike, 
midfoot, toe off, Mm -hmm. and make sure that I don't just drop all of the time. So now I know why I do that. I think my roommate in college ran that way because I can remember hearing her feet. Mm -hmm. Probably. If you don't focus on it and make, you know, you're not cognizant of it, You'll do it. Hear me coming a mile away. I'm a quiet runner. Like, you don't hear my foot, but that's not what's happening in my shoe. It's all over the place. So I'm excited to get properly fitting shoes. (laughs) I'm excited for you, too. She tried to fit a lot of shoes. Yeah, she ran out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) One of my favorite things to see was her various therapy techniques because I thought she was really innovative with simple things, but to me, it seemed like they would really work. And also, she gave us real life, like that swivel disc thing, you know, that could cost crazy money, like more than $100. But she said you could get it a lot cheaper somewhere Mm -hmm. else. I don't know. But she had a lot of good ideas with that thing that I didn't thought about, but really cool, fun stuff. I mean, just looked good, you know, like also that broom thing with that 747. She kept seeming to mention that. Nikki wasn't at the course on Sunday to learn about the bunions because she has the bunions and the hallux limitus. She's going to love that I'm talking about her bunions without being here. But I told her her about that Livestrong bands that once you have those, what do you do with Um, them after? mm -hmm. And she sent me a picture the other night that she was doing her exercises at home. Oh, (laughs) I I looked for one of those Livestrong bands last night, but I couldn't find any. So would my daughter ponytail hair tie work? Yeah. That's what she said. Anything. I'm getting ready to whip into some of those. The, um, the pedicure things that oh, yeah. she did you can put in that. between your toes. That was another good idea. That was a good idea. I forgot about that thing. Yeah. And then when you held the jump rope up, of course, we didn't have a jump rope available, because um, so we used, what, speaker wire or something? Power cords. <laughs> Power cords. <laughs> but hey, you know, it's a cord that's if you're at somebody's house. That's all you got. That's what you got. Yeah. And then um, what was that for, where the girl had to duck her head underneath that thing? Remember? You held the cord up, and then you had to push your head. standing on one foot and having to flex her hips and knees and go under and then back over. It was actually really tough, depending on like how low your rope was. That girl couldn't do it. Couldn't do it standing on her toes doing that. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think I could Oh, do yeah, that. she was on her toes. Too. Yeah, there's, that would be hard. That would be too. Yeah. That would be, yeah, Pat wasn't playing with some of that stuff. A lot of dynamic, no. <laughs> yes. just dynamic balance activities. Oh, so a lot of good ideas with those squishy balls, like those gritty balls we have, but lots of really good ideas for that. I know. We got to get one of those thermo, yeah. I call them hypercolor. <laughs> yeah, we're. Gonna, I'm looking into those bad boys. They were cool. The balls that guardy balls that change color when you put your hand on it and it changes a different color with heat versus cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. we sell the Gertie bottles now, but we're going to find those color-changing balls. Those were cool. Okay, so one of the big whole things from this was the shoe fittings because kids that came in, she had kids in the So it was more instructional lecture in the morning, and then the afternoon was still lecture-ish, but more hands—well, the morning was hands-on, too, really. But the afternoon, she had models, like live models. So kids that we currently see in therapy came in in the afternoon, and she had Mark Allard from New Balance. He has two New Balance stores in Raleigh, one in Raleigh, I guess, and one in Durham. And he brought in, how many pairs of shoes did he bring? Did he donate to this class? Oh, goodness. Mm. My whole trunk is full right now of shoes. So she gave away shoes to all the kids that came in the afternoon. And that one little fellow that got shoes, he's never had a pair of shoes, right? There's one little guy that never has. He's never had a normal-looking pair of shoes. He had an orthopedic pair that were a really stretchy neoprene because she could not for the life of her find a pair of shoes to fit him. And when she walked into the office that day, she looked at me and she goes, you mean he's going to get a pair of New Balance? (laughs) 
Well, she was shocked. And he was just so stinking cute. I mean, that little boy worked the room. He went up <laughs> the room, down the room. He flirted with everybody there. He's throwing balls at everybody. He was awesome. He was the cutest little kid. They, when they left, they happened to be up at the front, and they had forgotten their shoebox. There was four of them. There was a mom, the little boy, and I guess another lady and the sister. They were there. So I stuck my head out the door and said, y'all forgot your shoebox? And they were all, like, holding hands and running down the pavement. And, they were, and she looked back, and she goes, we're running! We're running! It was the cutest thing ever. She was so, it, um, it was just awesome. And he was the cutest thing ever. But then Mark started taking off behind him, running behind him with the shoebox. You forgot your shoebox. <laughs> it was cute. It was, it was awesome. Uh, all the kids got shoes. I was impressed. I didn't think he was going to be able to fit them all, but he did. When we were considering our models, we definitely picked children that we've had difficulty finding a good fit shoe for. So this was such a great opportunity to be able to fit some of these kids that haven't otherwise been able to get a good pair of shoes. So then, Michelle, really all you're needing is that shoe fitter thingy. What's it called? Yes. What's that, that is what I need. The Brannock. Brannock. Yeah, the Brannock um, thing. I already have a handful of kids that either toe in or they toe out or they're walking on their toes. They need new shoes if they're pronated and flat-footed. So I have got my list, and I just need that device because one of Pat's biggest things that she told us was she wants us to assess these feet the right way size them and, you know, go in your pile and you pick the right shoe for them. And without that device, I don't want to hand them out yet. So I want to make sure that I'm doing everything Pat taught me and I'm doing it right by her because she's the one that donated them to us. And I've already have given his name out, Mark's name out to quite a few parents. So, you know, if a pair, once I get up, the device doesn't fit, then they're going to go up there hopefully and make the right choice for their child's feet. Well, I think he was very generous. I've been to his store to buy shoes for my daughter, and they were awesome. Man, they must train his people well because they knew what they were doing. They really did a great job. And Pat, mm-hmm. I think, had a connection with him, so she's also been in on working with that. All right, so Michelle, tell me your highlight from the class, most favorite thing. I guess the main things that I took away were I have a lot of kids that toe in and they walk on their toes and really figuring out what type of shoe and orthotic to recommend was really helpful. And I also learned a handful for each of those toe walking and toeing in of new exercises to do and to send home for home exercise programs. So that was really exciting for me because it's something that I've wondered, like, can we, should we be doing more or what kind of shoe, you know, for that child that walks on their toes? Well, they need a deep toe box and they need a neutral heel and the middle part needs to be really rigid and really tight and stable. Just things like that really were eye-opening for me. And I also enjoyed the Halleck Limitus and Rigidus because I'm going to try a lot of that on my mother and hopefully get some relief for her back. Um, she's got back problems. I guess those are the three main points that I really took a lot away from those three points. The shoes, like just telling a mom... He should be in this kind of shoe because this arch or the way his heel is positioned and whatnot. Those are the three things that I really enjoy learning more about. Dag, I think you learned like 10 times more than I did. Sheesh, that sounded good. I mean, that was impressive. She rattled off all kinds of mess. That was good. I mean... I was with you. I knew it all too. No, but that, wow, those are some great takeaways. Okay, so Kirsty, tell me your favorites. What was your takeaway? What did you get out of the class? I think the biggest thing for me, obviously, I like learning all the clinical stuff, but I guess just on a more basic level, you have to go, running shoes are the best shoes. 
by far out of any athletic shoe that a running shoe is made differently. And not all shoes are the same quality in that you might be looking at like a Brooks running shoe, but if you're buying it at a different store, like an aftermarket store, it could be a different quality of materials. So Pat really opened up my eyes to that because that's not something, I was like, well, it's coming off the same assembly line. Why would it be different? Well, it might not have made the mark to get sold at the running shoe store. Oh, yeah. So that was insightful for me, and I will be more conscientious of where I buy my shoes now. (laughs) I didn't realize that. That's good. And then also, I think just getting to do so much hands-on experience, I really like that because I learn by doing. And just as a PT, we just didn't get into the profession to sit down. That's our comfort zone. We enjoy getting up and moving around and I think working with people. So just having such an interactive class really liked that. I agree with all that stuff because it was interactive, functional. Here's my takeaway. I like the fact that her therapy techniques, and I'm not a PT, so I didn't get out what you and Michelle did, but I like that the stuff she was showing us seemed very practical. Also, you could carry it over easily. It made sense. Like, okay, we're doing this therapy thing because you have this problem. So to me, they directly correlated versus sometimes you're telling people to do stuff and I try to always make sure they directly correlate. This was, it was real good. And you could tell that she really does this with patients. Like she isn't telling you something just because she read it in a book. She's doing it because she can tell you it really has worked, does work. That was probably my main takeaway was the fact that it was everything she taught I thought was so functional. Very functional, applicable. Obviously, because Michelle, you know, and you're talking about and doing it that day. We've already been putting it to use. Yeah. Yeah, Collaborating between the three of us. So it's been really good. So there was just so much to learn. There was so much information that she had to share. We will get Pat back out here so that we can keep on going with this project. So stay tuned to this podcast of The Working Therapist. Also on our website, www.pediatricdt.com. We will post when we're doing other continuing eds because Kirstie and I have lots of ideas. And so we are working on more continuing education. And But we'll also put up when we have other foot-centric courses. I appreciate your time, Michelle and Kirsty, for being here. And thank y'all. So that's it for this episode. Thank you. Thank you. So stay tuned. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of The Working Therapist, an extension of the Pediatric Developmental Therapy Network. If you would like more information regarding this podcast or would like to get in touch with us for any reason, visit us on the web at www.pediatricdt.com. That's pediatricdt.com. 